Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about your goodwill bank account. I hadn't heard from Caroline since her coaching ended several years before. I had loved coaching Caroline. Her high self-esteem allowed her to examine her thoughts and her behaviors without defensiveness. During the coaching, she'd accomplished significant growth and had been rewarded with a promotion. Now she was calling about Avi, one of her direct reports. I know he's not the easiest guy to be around, but I didn't realize how bad things had gotten. Two of his peers are declining his meeting invitations. An enormous project is stalling because Avi is the leader and people are boycotting him. Yikes, I said. What have you done? Well, I've done a lot of listening, and I found out why people are so upset with him. And, I prompted. To begin with, everyone agrees he's a credit hog. He takes credit for everything, and it pisses people off. Well, I'm sure it does, I agreed. How come you didn't know it? Well, he didn't do it with me. Here's an example. People complain he dominates meetings. They say he has to have the first word and the last word. But he's not like that in my staff meetings. He puts on a completely different face when I'm around. Oh, I bet that pisses people off even more. So what have you told him? I've told him how angry everyone is. Usually he minimizes it or he justifies himself. I can't get him to see how serious it is. Have you told him about the bank account, I asked? What bank account? Didn't you and I talk about bank accounts during your coaching? Well, not that I remember. <laughs> well, we should have, I said. She laughed and said, Now you have to tell me about the bank accounts. I explained, saying, I think each of us has an account with the people that we see a lot. It's an account of goodwill. You either have a positive balance of goodwill with people or a negative balance. I reminded Caroline of her situation when I'd first met her. She had had a reputation for being territorial. People complained she withheld information. They complained she was often late to other people's meetings, but would get huffy when people were late to hers. Happily, all that had changed during the coaching. I said, When we first met, Caroline, you were in danger of overdrawing your account. That sort of negative movement in someone's account of goodwill is often what triggers a request that someone gets coaching. Yes, she said, like now, with Avi. You know, I've never thought about having a bank balance, but it really is true, isn't it? The coaching really taught me how important it is to do things that foster goodwill, and every now and then I do something just because it's thoughtful, not because it has anything to do with the work. Like what, I asked. Well, just the other day I sent this colleague an email. She and I were hired about the same time, and we've always known each other, but we've never worked together. Recently during a meeting... Someone mentioned her name, and then there was this nice little ripple of comments. People obviously like her, so I just sent her an email and I told her that. And then the next day, she shows up at my door. We talk for about 20 minutes, and then she tells me about this project she thinks I should be involved in. Wow, I said. That was a really fast quid pro quo. No kidding. But I wasn't fishing for a favor. Well, that's part of how you've built the balance in your account, Caroline, I said. You don't make deposits hoping for a payment. You just make the deposit and you move on. When you say it like that, Caroline said, 
It sounds like I'm depositing in her account, not mine. Well, I hadn't really thought about it that way, Caroline, but yes, I think you're right. I think the only way to increase your balance of goodwill is by making deposits in other people's accounts, not yours. That's a really good observation. We fell silent. I wondered which thread she would pick up. There had been so many. Finally, she said, I guess there are bank accounts everywhere. I asked what she meant. Oh, it's happening in my family. We've all run out of patience with one of our brothers-in-law. He never does what he says he'll do. He's completely unreliable. None of us trust him anymore. And then she said, I think he's finally overdrawn his balance with my sister. I think she's about to close his account and get a divorce. Accounts do get closed sometimes, I said. I think it's about to happen to a peer of my boss, she said. This guy has been blaming one of his lieutenants for an initiative that went off track, but it suddenly became clear it's actually this leader who's been messing up from the beginning. I think they're going to uh, close his account, if you know what I mean. I'm sorry to hear it, I said. Oh, no, I think he deserves it. His account has been overdrawn with me for a long time. I heard an opportunity and asked, Caroline, is that situation common knowledge? Could you talk to Avi and use that guy as an example to show that bank accounts really matter? Oh, that's a good idea, Tom. I'm sure I can. And then she sighed and said, Couldn't you just come in and fix Avi like you did me? <laughs> I think you can do this yourself. If you say so. Wait a second, I have to get a pen. Okay. Tell me how I'm going to teach Avi about bank accounts. Well, I would chunk it into four ideas. The first idea is the framework for the whole concept. Picture one of those billboard-sized fundraising thermometers. You can see at a glance whether the balance is near the top or the bottom or hovering near the middle. The goal is to get the balance as far up as you can. So that's the first idea. Accounts of goodwill are real and their balances are plain to see. She piggybacked on my thoughts, saying, and he's either depositing goodwill into other people's accounts or withdrawing from his own. Yes, I agreed. That second, everything we do all day, every day, affects our balance. Every conversation you have, every meeting you go to, every email you send or don't send, it either adds or subtracts from your account. She continued, you know what else I want to tell him? The balances move slowly. If he starts making deposits but they don't seem to count for anything right away, he shouldn't take it personally. I'm a good example of that. I had to make a lot of deposits before I could change the direction my account was moving. He can't just make one or two generous gestures and think the needle will move. I like the word generous, Caroline. That's a great way of thinking about it. Spend your goodwill generously. I went on saying... You hit on numbers three and four. Number three is about being generous. That's one of the best ways to build goodwill. Be generous with your time, with information, with permission, with support, with praise, with positivity in general. Generosity creates goodwill. And then number four, I said, is that growing your balance takes time. She countered with a rueful laugh. <laughs> but... Withdrawing from your account can happen pretty quickly. No kidding, I said. 
unless you have a really strong positive balance. Oh, that is so true. When someone has a flush account with me, I cut them all sorts of slack. They screw up something that I'd be pissed about with someone else, but with them, I give them a pass. I do the same thing. That's another reason why having a positive balance is so important. Knowing she was making notes, I recapped the four ideas we had discussed. Number one, your account of goodwill is real. People know your balance and they act accordingly towards you. Number two, everything you do, everything, either deposits to or withdraws from your account of goodwill. Number three, being generous is one of the best ways to make deposits. If you see the people around you as obstacles to be overcome, you're most likely not going to be acting generously towards them. And number four, growing your account takes time, but withdrawals can happen suddenly. Strong positive reserves protect against bankruptcies. Oh, this will be enormously helpful, Tom, she said. And we went on to talk about other things. About a month later, she called to give me an update. She told me she was talking to Avi about his account almost daily. I'm constantly saying things to him like, that email you sent to Francie did not make a positive deposit in her account. You know, the metaphor has been so helpful that I've introduced it in my staff meetings. I'm telling them that everything they do is either making a deposit or a withdrawal. And I think it's making a difference. People are being more mindful about their actions. Your bank account of goodwill is real. Everything you do affects the balance. I challenge you to do something today that will make a deposit of goodwill. Be assured that the people with a rich, positive balance of goodwill are often already displaying the look and sound of leadership. Many of our podcasts, like this one, address issues of building relationships. This is a critical part of your work. As I say to virtually every client that I coach, in order to be an effective leader, you have to do two things every day. Number one, you have to accomplish your tasks. And number two, you have to build and maintain positive relationships. Face it, the only way you can get your work done is through other people. If you don't have a strong balance of goodwill in your account, it's going to be much harder for you to succeed in your role. If you'd like to learn more about building relationships, four other podcasts you might listen to are Building Rapport, which was posted in January 2011, Building Trust, from March 2007, The Generous Executive, from October 2013, and Repairing Damaged Relationships, from February 2007. While we're on the subject of the podcasts, I want to let you know that one of the joys I get from these podcasts is reading your appreciation in your reviews and your emails. You've been very generous with your praise and your thanks to me, to which I say you're welcome, and thank you too. You've also been incredibly proactive in your support. One listener named Sylvain introduced me to another podcaster, and thanks to her, 
I ended up being interviewed on his podcast. That was a podcast called Operation Self-Reset with Jake Naraki. He interviewed me on episode 40. There's some great content there. I also recorded another interview on a wonderful leadership podcast called Coaching for Leaders with Dave Stachowiak. My interview with him is episode 107. Each of our podcasts, the Look and Sound of Leadership podcasts, can be found on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, just click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That'll take you to a free archive of over 100 podcasts. When you're there, you can search the archive by categories that interest you, and one of the categories is relationship building. There are more than 45 tips in that category to help you build deep, long-lasting, productive relationships. When you're on the website, there's one other thing you can do. Many podcast listeners tell me that in addition to listening to the podcast, they like receiving the HTML email version of the Executive Coaching Tips. If you'd like to get the email version too, just hit the subscribe button when you're on the website. I would love to add you to the list. And from the website, you can also download every tip as a PDF that you can save for yourself or forward to others. Every episode of the podcast is available through our website or iTunes or Stitcher. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.